there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. I hope you're having a great day, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me, Tracy, and Leslie, as we ground ourselves and as we take this time in our week to say yes to spirit. Just this time, we don't we don't do that all the time now, Tracy Brown. We do that all the time. Just this time, made it sound like. <laughs> Okay, well, yes, we intend yes, to do it all the yes, time, yes, yes. but we absolutely execute on our intention <laughs> during this time together. But yeah, I mean, and that's really the whole deal with the show, that we're always connected and we always have the opportunity to live from that connection and how often we get busy doing stuff and we forget to be the person that represents a yes to spirit. And it is a reminder. I'm always interested in how I get reminders throughout the day or throughout the week. And, you know, of course, this is a big reminder. But uh, it's important to have those little reminders along the way. Yes, it is. And if this is your first time listening to us, then um, I just want to give you a heads up. There are a couple of things that we do every week. We have a theme. We make a connection between last Times theme and this time's theme, and we um, and we generally then take whatever the theme is, and we just start a conversation about it, leading to what does saying yes to spirit have to do with that theme, or what does that theme have to do with us saying yes to spirit? And this week our theme is going to be heaven, and we have actually done a show on heaven before. It's been about a year and a half since we last did a show on heaven. Um, and But the last time the focus was what's the metaphysical definition or meaning of heaven. And this time we came to the topic of heaven from last week's show. So uh, we, we, we don't know exactly where we're going to go with what is heaven and what does saying yes to spirit have to do with heaven and can there be heaven on earth and who knows. What, what did we say in the... In the write-up for the show, we said, oh, what is it, where is it, and what's the equivalent of heaven in different faiths? Uh-oh, that sounds like a Tracy question. That's a smart question. (laughs) Equivalent. But before we get into heaven, uh, let's connect the dots between heaven and our most recent show, which was hypocrisy. Now, see, you cracked me up. You said we came up this topic from last week. I have no memory of that. How did this come up from last week? We connect with us. Yeah. Don't make up. one up. I was going to say, yeah, I don't I think it's hypocrisy. Why are we talking? So, uh, heaven. Oh. I was like, sometimes I think in the church can be hypocritical in terms of thinking they're getting to heaven if they act as if or look at, look as if they're doing something one way when in reality they're not doing it that way. And I always wonder about that, though, because on some level they have to know they're not really truly embracing teachings of their faith. I certainly know that, you know, even though I can appear very... You know, even if I look one way, I know on the inside what the truth is, right? Mm-hmm. So that that is the only way I can connect those dots, though, is if somebody goes to church and does all the right things, quote-unquote, to get to heaven. And I think that, now I'm really interested to talk about the topic of heaven, actually, but the, the hypocriticalness of it would be in the not really living that life the other six days a week. Is that what we talked about last week at all? 
I don't remember. Can we you have to go us? back and listen to the recording. There you go. Well, you said you knew it was from last week. Yeah, because That's way ahead of because me. we hadn't decided what we were going to do this week. And at some point during our conversation, it was like, yep, and that would be great for next week. And you said, yep. And That's uh, great. I wrote it down. <laughs> That's great. But we did, uh, in hypocrisy, we did talk about this whole idea of um, of acting one way to meet some external expectations versus it being really behaving in a way that represents your truest beliefs about life and about yourself and about the world and, and you know, to get approval externally or then to get into heaven. So one of the things we might want to talk about is after the break is, where is heaven? Is heaven a place to right. get to? Right. And um, and then let's see where that takes us. I like that. Anything else? Have we ever had a com- Have we ever had a show on hell? I'm sure we haven't. Okay. I don't even have to look. I'm sure we, we have haven't. Not. In okay. Two and a half years. All right. Actually, two and three quarters years. I am sure we have never done a show, show on hell. hell, and it's not going to be next week's topic. Oh, it's not? Uh, We're not going to? All right, then. No. Maybe we can talk a little bit about it today, then. <laughs> okay, but right now we're just going to take a one-minute break, and we will be right back. about what does it mean to say yes to spirit. And when you say yes to spirit, how does that show up in your life? How if if uh, if you had your own personal camera crew and they and it followed you around, they followed you around for a week or two weeks and they didn't know anything about you. They just came out of nowhere and then they were assigned to you. That's a fantasy of mine actually. But go ahead. <laughs> how would people watching the footage of your life for the week or for two weeks know that you have said yes to spirit. I like that. I like that. And they're going to do it 24-7, too, so it's not like you can, you know, take an hour off. Yeah, it's not like they're just going to follow you on Sunday morning or on Friday afternoon, and then you have the rest of the week. I mean, no, 24-7. Yeah. You know, that's the key. And I think that's originally what this whole concept of doing the show was about, was to really look at everything, that there isn't just some certain part of the week or some certain thing that has to be spiritual or that we look at spiritually. That it's everything, 24-7, has a spiritual tone to it if we look for it, if we're awake to that. It's all connected. And there's nothing, you know, one of the things that that I say often, in prayer or in spiritual treatment is there is nothing that is outside the circle of God. Right. Nothing. Nothing. And so if there's nothing outside of the circle of God, then saying yes to spirit (coughs) means it's all connected in some way, in some way to, to spirit. 
So today's topic actually on the surface is really easy. Today's theme is heaven, and and one would think that, oh, well, a very spiritual that's a topic. very spiritual topic, yes. Um, and, I, I, I mean, yeah, there's a part of me that says, yes, it's obvious it's a spiritual topic, but it means so many different things to different people. Right. So what about this idea of having a place? Is having some place you go to, Leslie? <laughs> you know, Leslie doesn't think that really. That there's a place called heaven outside that that we'll go to. We'll end up in some sort of perpetual um, state of bliss. I don't. I don't personally believe that. I think heaven is a state within me. I think Jesus talked about that in me when he said heaven. On earth, something like that? Be smart, Tracy. Didn't Jesus have some sort of statement about that, that heaven is within us? Well, in the Bible where it talks about heaven and earth, there's also the the scriptures that talk about as above, so below. Yes. That as above, which in the Bible especially is look up to heaven, look up, you know, look above to above the clouds and, you know, look up to that place that we consider heaven. Um, and so as above, everything that is above can be below on earth. Right. It's all, all depends on how we see it, what we do, how we see it, how we behave, how we engage or entertain it. And that's my, that's my, my sort of focus in my life is to try to create that heaven within all the time, again, through saying yes to spirit or having that concept of being able to be spiritual in the here and now, wherever's going on. Because, obviously, I have no idea what happens when I get out of here, but, um, you know, I do have a, I guess maybe it's a control thing. Look at that, it's my need to control. I can control what's happening here and now. You know, I can I can <laughs> see the... Really? Uh, yes, can't I, can't I, can't I? Drive the belief. Uh, I can I can make myself have heaven on earth, right? Right. I can force myself to experience bliss and happy and joyness. <laughs> joyness. You will it. experience bliss now. <laughs> I know exactly right. That's not really joyness is a whole new word, isn't it? Um, I think I'm on medication, and I think that that though I think in some ways I can. I guess, yeah, control must be the right word. I can manage or I have some ability to to work with seeding the heaven within. I can't Is it even, control or is it influence? Influence? There you go. Influence. No, I mean, for you, I mean, which word resonates better? I can control this I can or I can influence this. I can influence. I can, I can create. I can, yeah. you know, I can... I can, man, you know, maybe, yeah, I guess control is just as good as any other word, but I know control has a negative idea, but it's within my ability to have, you know, say over how my mind goes, what my actions are, if I'm, you know, living in a state of grace or love and seeding heaven within, because I just cannot even begin to say what's going to happen when I leave here. I can tell you when I was younger, I had several, uh, lots of round and round of suicide, feeling suicidal and really preferring to be dead. And the thing that kept me alive was this outside chance that they, whoever they are, were right, that there was this heaven and this hell, and people that commit suicide go to hell, and other people go to heaven. Even though I don't buy into that as really a belief, and when push came to shove, and, you know, I had, you know, really desired to end it, I wasn't willing to take that risk that I could be wrong and there could be that place called heaven and there could be that place called hell. And I didn't want to, you know, push that too far. That is so interesting. Ah, of I'm all glad. the things that can pull you, you back. back from the abyss of driving my car yeah. off the edge, right? That's you know, oh, that's a whole nother conversation. Ha! In a good thing, see, aren't you? 
That's you, a whole other conversation. The driving your car like off the edge or something. Off the bridge. After having, after having my car hydroplane and stand right into a thirty foot twenty to thirty foot wall. Yes. I can't imagine. I really cannot imagine someone being behind the car, the wheel of a car, and driving like. Like it's off, off a, bridge a bridge or into a wall or, you know, any of that. Because when you're in the car, it's, you know, directing its course. I just can't imagine it. It's a whole other thing. I would imagine that the wreck, if I was to do it, I would be doing it, you know, by choice. Interesting. Idea, quote, unquote, choice. Okay, so heaven. So uh, is heaven a place? So both you and I grew up in faith traditions that taught that heaven was up in the sky. Very much a place, yes. Um, one of my favorite gospel songs when I was a kid, and actually I still like it now, but I just interpret it differently. It's plenty good room, plenty good room, plenty good room in my Father's kingdom. I don't know Plenty that. good room, plenty good room, yeah. And plenty good room? Yes. Yeah. There's plenty of good room, but, oh, you know, plenty of good room oh, in my Father's cool. kingdom. Uh-huh. And um, the songs that talked about streets paved with gold right. and, you know, the pictures that you see with the angels in white and the streets paved with gold and luxury and you'll never want for anything. And the images of heaven... Um, were definitely enticing. By design, I exactly. would say. Exactly, definitely enticing. The storehouses filled with food and gold, and, and especially in comparison with the images of hell. Right. Because there has to be an opposite. Right. So, yeah, that's what's interesting that that's what, you know, that could pull you back. Not so much that you wanted to live, but you didn't want to take the chance take the that, risk. There could, that you could eternally live in hell. Yes, burn, burn, be burning. Interesting, interesting. And you know what's interesting, too, when we think about the images of heaven, there there's a uh, an idea that I'm going to kind of be functioning as I'm functioning here that storehouses of food and gold and, you know, these fabulous luxuries that would be really exciting here on earth, that they somehow are going to have value to me as a spiritual entity outside of this body. And so I think it's kind of an interesting, I'm not going to say marketing trick, but, you know, it's an interesting idea to to put these images in a, in a way that people would really benefit from them in the human form. But the way I see the spirit form, once I'm in spirit, boom, I have all. I am all. You know, I become awakened to the truth of who I am right now anyway. But, you know, the, the physical bounty, I don't see as being um, needed in the spiritual form. But I see the benefit or the or the reason to describe it in a way that would make it seem enticing to me to my human side. Yeah, I I completely agree. So, and we both now, from a metaphysical and spiritual perspective, understand heaven to be a state of consciousness versus a piece of real estate or the way that we operate and what we think and what we believe. and um, But absolutely creating into the young mind or the fresh mind, the mind that is just beginning to explore spiritual foundations for their lives in terms of what they experience on life, I mean, that in, or in physical life, in physical form, it's like that's the only real way you can begin to have an understanding, really. Right. It's like the the idea of all of the sacred texts, but in this case we use the Bible as an example. So the Bible 
didn't even begin to be written until 500 years after right. the New Testament, didn't begin to be written until 500 years after Jesus lived. And so it's a backwards look at how do I give meaning to what has happened in the past so that it, so that where we are now makes sense as a human race or as a as people living in the world. So a part of that is, okay, so there has to be good and evil. There has to be contrast. There has to be right and wrong. And so we create all these structures, and then we're human beings. So what's the reward? Right. If we say there's right and wrong, then what's the reward? Well, the reward for living in a right way is heaven. And see that's such a fascinating. And again, I don't I don't uh, you know, it sounds so crass to say as a marketing kind of thing, but it's it just seems so something so rubs me the wrong way in terms of making heaven seem like something that I uh, that is that is given as a reward versus something that I just um, innately get that I am. It's like it just goes all over me, the idea that some people will get it and some people won't get it and that there's, you know, kind of a hierarchy of um, certain religions believe they're the only ones going. What was that joke? You know, that the Church of Christ people were so mad when they got to church and they got to heaven and found the Baptists were there too or something, you know. That there's really this idea that some religions foster that they're the only ones going to heaven. And that just seems to me so counterintuitive to the truth of who we all are. That we all are heaven, God, Jesus, Christ incarnate. You know, we're all embodying spirit. And, um, you know, I I, I have taken a couple of um, New Thought in the Bible classes, which was really powerful because it showed really if you get a, a deeper understanding of some of the biblical stories there's there's real deep spiritual meaning to them but somehow for the human purpose we've you know almost like photoshopped them into something that is you know really user friendly to you know do these three things and click your heels and you get to go to heaven versus you know you got to really kind of dive deep and look at your life and be kind of you know in a in a state of daily practice and and really be aware of how I'm treating myself, the stranger, the lover, the people in you know my workspace. That I don't I don't get a pass to be a certain way one day and, and, and another way a different day. As long as I do these other things, it will get me into heaven. You know, it's kind of like it's a twenty four seven gig. This whole spirituality thing. You know, it's. For me, it's very all or nothing, and I and I that's black and white. You'll tell me, right? Yes, but you know, and it's it, it's actually I wouldn't tell you. No, that. you wouldn't say that out loud. But um, you know, the idea of heaven being the reward just seems like it has more of a of a man man made um, sort of benefit than a, than a God made. I don't I don't think God created that idea. Well, and, you know, so if we talk about the universal law of cause and effect, then whether we say heaven or hell or anything in between or different, how we live is the cause and there is an effect. So so if we take away this idea of show up in a certain way for, you know, the 75 years that you are in physical form so that you can have this reward at the end of that. Um, And we bring it to how I live today, right now, results in me feeling joy, feeling peace, feeling aligned with spirit, which is heaven, or based on how I live today as the cause, the consequence or the effect is pain and sorrow and despair and fear, which is hell. And so 
when we think about heaven as some place that we go to, I, I can't get Michael Beckwith out of my head, um, some place that we go to in the when we die, where there'll be pie in the sky, and you know, it's like I got the rhyme in my head. Oh, did she say that? That he says a lot. Um, but it's yeah, when we let go of that, and and say, let me think of every day as a full life. Yes, I love that. <clears throat> How I live today. Yes. And the choices I make and the words that I use and the people I interact with, if I when I wake up I look at it as a birth of a full life. I love that. And when I go to sleep that night that it is the death of a full life. When I die tonight, am I in heaven or am I in hell? Love it. And it shifts everything about I'm earning well, I'm earning points. If I like if I need that in my head, right. I'm earning points today for today. Well I'm gonna think if I am authentically earning the points and at some point <laughs> in the earning the points, my consciousness will shift. That that because the idea of earning the points for the reward is just like a kid only doing his homework so that he can, you know, get the carrot or something. And at some point in maturity, we start to learn to do the right thing because it's the right thing. And it becomes its own reward. And so over a spiritual maturity, I would imagine we have to get to that point where, you know, oh, wow, this is heaven is right here, right now. In every moment. Every right. moment that I'm awake, like, like when... You know, yeah, when people say, how are you today? And I say, fabulous. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, well, what happened? What happened? What happened? I'm like, I woke up this morning. And I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, it, there's no other word. Life is fabulous. You know, I, I guess I could focus on the bills that I owe and the relationship I don't have and uh <laughs> you know, I could focus I could list a lot of things that I could design differently or that I could would choose differently and maybe have chosen differently and then moving toward that. But the reality is I live in heaven. I my life is heaven. And that's that's my Intention. That's my way of thinking about life, and it makes a huge difference in how I view the world, how I respond to everything that happens in the course of the day. When I'm remembering right that, right. which is which is most of the time right. for me now. Right, right, right. And for me now, if I'm not if I'm not living in the remembering of it. I'm at least aware that I'm choosing to not be in the... I'm like, I am going to choose to not be in a good mood. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to choose to just... <laughs> I'm not in a good mood, and I'm going to be like that for today. That's right. right. I, you know, I can at least have that observer eye to go, wow, you know, that's too bad, Leslie. There you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's a big difference in living in the story. But um, I, you said something about um, how you say fabulous... I too will respond, you know, to the grocery store person or to anybody. And there's a uh, officer at the Dallas County Women's Jail that will say "fabulous" when anyone asks her how she is. And people that respond with those big, exciting words tend to kind of be looked at, kind of like, "Well, that's kind of Pollyannish." No, you can't be that way. Yeah. Either what what happened to Mm -hmm. justify that, or what's wrong with her? Yeah, it's something kind of strange or off. And I. And I used to get that a lot. And I would always say to people, I said, well, what would be the point of saying the opposite? You know, I mean, it's like if I have a choice of saying I am fabulous or, you know, oh, my God, life sucks. <laughs> it, it's not going to – the actual reality of what's happening is is the same. It's how I look at it that makes it what it is. So if I go around saying, oh, my sucks. Then, then that's how I'm going to experience it. If I, I mean, that sounds so simple. 
It does sound simple, but it is so complex in our day-to-day lives. I mean, it's really challenging when things are happening around us all the time or happening to us and through us, um, which is funny, right, because I do happen to have the four kingdoms of consciousness sitting on on, yes. on the counter, on the desk. And so as I, it's like, yeah, are things happening around me? Are they happening to me? Are they happening through me? Are they happening because I made it happen? It's like, oh, yeah, what is life about? And in the course of a day, how many times do I shift from different perceptions? I mean, it. This morning I woke up, I was great, I was in a really good frame of mind, and actually I still am. But there was about a 10-minute period when I went online early, early, something I normally don't do. But I decided to pay some bills online this morning. And so I, you know, and I usually won't deal with money early in the morning because I get caught up in the world conversation about money, in the secular conversation about money. But this morning I was great, and I was like, oh, I've got all this extra time. You know, I'll just sit down and I'll go online and I'll pay these bills. And when I pulled up my phone bill, it was like, Double what I oh no 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 and that's a bill that is the same every month. I Uh mean, there's no reason. So and I couldn't tell online by what was online why this mistake. Now I'm able to say, well, there's a mistake, and you know, right? And I'll just call them, and you know, we'll pull it up and we'll see what it is because it's a mistake. It's double my normal bill. But for 10 minutes, you know, when I first saw the number, I was like, oh, my God. Well, did I not pay the Well, no, I know I paid the bill. Well, when's the last? Well, you know, and I was like yeah. crazy woman for four minutes. Yeah. Three I, or four minutes. Uh, and then I was like, okay, Tracy, calm down. And that was, took me three minutes. And then I was like, oh, why, could it, why is it so much? I'm like. Why are they doing this to me, right? I'm managing the money I have. This whole thing, I'm managing the money I have. I'm making sure that I'm paying this. And, you know, so three minutes, I was like raging crazy woman again. Uh And I literally had to close the browser. Actually, what I did was I paid the amount that I was planning to pay. Good. Because it's like. So you still took action. So I was like, this is what it should be. This is what I'm paying. And it was too early. It was so early. It was too early in the morning to call and get someone on the phone. Right. And so I was like, I'm paying this, and I'm gonna close the browser. Excellent. And then I went. I literally pushed away from my computer. Smart girl. And I went and sat in another room and meditated yes. for 15 minutes. Yes. And then I was fine. It's like, yes. yeah, well, you need to call them and see what's going on, and you know, blah blah blah. And I'm fabulous again. But for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I was not in heaven. Ah. I was in hell. Hell, hell, yes. Now, there are lots worse ways to be in hell. I mean, you know. So I'm not making fun of, making light of the, I have, there have been periods in my life where there have been days, weeks, and months of, uh, pain and sorrow and mourning and grief and fear, especially fear. Fear, yes. But in that 15 minutes, it's like I remembered all of that. I acted out. Uh The actions are the same, whether you're doing them for 15 minutes or 15 months. Yes, and they're equivalent. Whether your pain is because, you know, you didn't get the Porsche you wanted, you got the Chevrolet, or if you don't have enough food to put on the plate for your child. I mean, as a human mind, we experience fear or lack of, ex- or you know, disappointment or didn't get what we expected. It's almost the same. And so there's no, like, hierarchy, which is kind of strange. Because I can, you know, I can, in the past three years, four years, since I haven't really had a full-time job, I can remember, you know, if, if I didn't have family and friends to feed me, I wouldn't have been fed. And so that's a level of fear 
but sadly, you know, that fear is sort of equal in my experience as back when I had tons of money and I couldn't go, you know, on the vacation I wanted to go and I was bitter and resentful about that. But, you know, I had tons of food. But strangely, the Bitter, fear... Bitterness and resentment. Hmm. Hell. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that it's the separation from peace, joy, love, balance, harmony. The qualities of God, which when we experience them in our human experience, are heaven, mm-hmm. where we are living our lives below, quote-unquote, as above. How I believe I would be if I were an angel in heaven wearing the white robe walking down the golden streets of heaven. I would be peaceful. I would be joyful. I would be compassionate. I would be believing and acting in every moment that whatever I need is provided for. And I would have no worries and no fears. I mean, that's the image and that's the belief of what it is to be in heaven. I can do that right here, right now. And you know what? Right here, right now, I just had an aha moment. Look at that. The marketing was purposeful. Because that is it, isn't it? They, that The image of that, yeah. to be able to play to the human, you know, I want to have the gold, I want to have the food, I want to have the all of the bounty, the image of that is what is true. It is all within me. Well, and the the, the regardless. No, 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 no. I'm just really having an aha moment. And, and that image is. of that. Actually, I, I I I totally can pull the two together from you know being six years old and being almost sixty years old and everything that's happened in between because the image of that, if the question is asked. When you see this image, these images, how would you feel if you were in that image? How would you feel being there versus just look at all that is there? How would you feel if you, after death, were living in a world where that is, see yourself in that picture? And the question that I think doesn't get asked a lot, is the how would you feel if you were in that picture? Because that then is the connection with life in the present. Here and now, yeah. Right, that I am going to live my life feeling that way, regardless of what circumstance I'm being distracted by. Right. I believe that there is enough and that I have everything I need and there's nothing that I can want for. And so I am peaceful and I am full of joy and I am in harmony with the world. (laughs) And I always laugh when I say that because I am in harmony with all people. But when I say when I am in harmony with the world, I always in my mind, my mind says, Except those lizards that crawl on your glass and get in you your mouth. You don't like those geckos. <laughs> you are not a gecko person. So other than that, I mean, you know, that, uh, um, or mice, or any, you know, anything that's supposed to live outside of my domesticated home. critter person, yes. It, it's like I'm at one with you if you are outside in your habitat. Very good, Trace. That's very good. So I have my I have work to do. That's I have cute. Work to do. That's good. That's, That's good. You know, well, we'll close that gap. But yeah, it's we don't ask. And I and what I realize is that one of the reasons I think for me that I'm able I was able to make that connection is because growing up in a church that was. black, Um, with the music and the emotion and all of that, a lot of it was feel it. Even though I wasn't asked the question, how would it feel now, live that now, that wasn't tangibly made, but it was created. Yes. The 
feeling of it through the community, through the music, through the love share. It was the feeling of it that, and I don't, I don't remember anybody ever saying this. See, when you feel that, you're feeling heaven on earth. I don't remember anybody Making saying that. Making that connection. But somehow I made that connection and then as an adult made that connection consciously that this is what it feels like. And that that scripture, as above, so below, was a real connector for me. And yes, as above, all of the laws, the spiritual laws that apply above are mine to walk in Christ consciousness and experience as below experience below that Jesus the Christ living in Christ consciousness, the consciousness of the Christ kept saying these things that I do you can you do can too. Do too. Greater than this, you shall do. And so that 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 sense of it is for each one of yes. us yes. to live as Christ, as the Christ, to live as Jesus lived, to live as the Christ, that each one of us not only can do that, we don't have to beg for it, that is who we have been created to be. Right. It's like, oh, okay, then as above, so below is my birthright. Your birthright. Is my ability, is my capa- it is within my capability to do that. And in that case, then heaven is right here. Right. Right. And it always has been. It always will be. So we could ask the question. Yes, Tracy Brown? We could ask the question of who? Each other. Yeah, of each other or of ourselves. Just if you, as you're listening to this, listeners, just think about your own life and what's going on in your life, what you like about your life, one or two things that you really love about your life. And then think of one or two things that you don't like so much about your life, your experience, or people who are regular participants in your life. And then think about this idea that you live in heaven right now. Right. So if you live in heaven and you still have in your the idea of heaven and angels in heaven, you're an angel in heaven, and that person showed up. Let's say that you're thinking about getting a divorce or breaking up with your partner, and you're really angry at them and you don't like the way they treat you and blah, blah, blah. If you were an angel in heaven and there was a presence, another angel, that was always engaging with you, and you didn't like the way they engaged with you, but you're an angel and you're in heaven and there is nothing that you can want for in heaven, then how would you respond to that? How would you respond to that anger, to that abuse, to that disrespect as an angel? It's like that's kind of the answer for my everyday life. If, which we often refer to as what we love do, right? You know. So, but yeah, that it's just that simple. If this is heaven on earth, then how would I respond if I were an angel living in heaven? I don't know. That's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like how, that's the question. Well, that's what we do, yeah. That's what, like what would what would spirit do? What would saying yes to spirit do? And in the human realm, you know, I have to work. I have to, you know, pay the bills. I have to, don't want to be in an abusive relationship. So there's certain things that, as a human, I would take action on in a human form. But how I take the action yes. would shift. You know, I had a, a good friend. God, why did I laugh? And I'm about to say this is terrible, but... Her really good friend and her, I guess they had been dating almost a year. And uh, her boyfriend broke up with her on a text. And I was just like, wow. You know, I don't think that's how the angel would do it. You know, I think, I guess, the method of which. 
was the angel the relationship. The <laughs> they were both angels, but you know right. how we do things. You know how we respond to the human to the human experience. You know, absolutely shifts when we come from that spiritual space, and how we look at it. I like you know what you did after you did your bill thing this morning. I mean, I have to do that quite often. Um, in terms of when I can get caught up in the the tragedy of my life, you know, the, <laughs> the drama, all the terrible. That's right, that's right. With a little higher pitch, I can't do it right now, or I'll cough. But um, you know, so I I I absolutely, but consciously stop and sit, and I have a little chair, my deck that I'll go and sit in that chair, and if I'm not in my house, I will visually sit in that chair. Mm-hmm. And I have a certain feeling attached with that. So even if I'm there physically or not, I get that same visual in my hand. I get that same feeling of, okay, this is real. Reality is I am Christ consciousness. And all this other is a really interesting confusion about... I was waiting for the word. Exactly right. I am simply confused, apparently... um, the directions right. have gotten distraction, exactly interesting right. play to be in, right, right, interesting right. drama mm-hmm. that is unfolding. And I think that uh, you know, getting that perspective. There was a woman that came to the I do work at the Dallas County Women's Jail. There was this woman last week that came in, and she was probably my age. She was older, and I could just tell she had never been in jail before. And I went up to her and I said, "This is like all new to you." And she goes, "Oh my God, yeah." And she'd gotten DWI. And you could just see, you know, she was just like, this was not her life. You could tell this was just not her life. And I said, I said, you've got to just take yourself out and look at this as a movie. And just look at these women as a movie. And just be entertained. And go, oh, my God, that woman there is a little nutty. Oh, my goodness, look at that. You know, and just look at it as a movie. And don't allow yourself to get caught up in it. And look at it as a movie. And... A few days later, she said that was really helpful because it disengaged her from, you know, this is where I am to, you know, it's a movie, and it gave her a little time and space to right. get her bearings. This is, I'm in here with these people, and I'm one of them. That's it. This is and me. Then you, right. It's like, I am I that, and then you're in resistance. I, I'm not, I don't want to be that. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. And then you become that. And then you just freak yourself out. <laughs> You just freak out. So that whole print on a movie screen and watch it for a while and then you'll figure out it's not that bad. But it is an interesting thing when you get caught up in it. And I can easily get caught up in the in the ooh, this can't get any worse. Oh yeah, I can. Uh, oh yeah, right. I can. Like right. Famous last words. It's yeah. I try to always hear myself when I get ready to say, like, never can be any worse, or this is the worst it can be, or what could happen next. Yeah, right. You know, unless I'm saying what can happen next after I've meditated and I'm in a really good place and I'm like, okay, I know this is all unfolding for my good and I can't wait to see what happens next. When I'm in that, that, that level right. of consciousness, right. then, yes, what's but when I'm in that fear and resentment, and it's like, oh, yeah, now what's going to happen? You know, it's like, okay, I I try to, I, I really think I've trained myself well over the years that I do hear it, what you were saying earlier about being the observer, yes. and catch myself and say, no, you know, this is the worst it can be, and there's only, and then I start moving up the ladder. Right. You know, there's only good that can happen now. And start looking at what would be the next place, not from, you know, this whatever is happening to perfection, but just something that would be better. What would be better? What would be better than that? And go step by step up the ladder. 12-step program is talking about doing the next right thing. Mm-hmm. Just taking that next right action. Yes. Especially the more overwhelmed I am, you know, I can just do that next right thing. And right. You keep doing that and everything else must unfold in alignment with that. 
in alignment with the next right thing. It becomes one right thing after the next right thing. And, you know, the idea of um, heaven within isn't, to me, that just seems so, uh, so hopeful. It gives me great hope. Really? Yes, that I can have the experience, the streets of gold and the warehouses of plenty. Really? Here and now. And now suddenly I become a big advocate of that as a definition. Because I see it as an image of what would soothe the human mind if we had storehouses of food and all this gold and all these beautiful things. Then that would that would ease my mind, right? My human mind would be at peace. Your human mind would be at, but I don't have it. It's not physically present right now, and then I'd be frustrated and feel cheated. But if I really believed it, when it was manifested in physical form, if I was living in a state of it, yes, right, and I have a uh, a Baptist friend, a black Baptist friend. Really? I know, just one. Yes, like a neighbor, you know. And, uh, anyway. And, uh, but she has a very traditional black Baptist church, and she has heaven on earth. She lives in heaven on earth. And she doesn't have any more or less than anybody else, but she is in a constant state of bliss. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it is as you described. You're ninety nine point nine nine nine. There is something to be said about typical black churches that they have more of a passionate expression. Now the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas talks about having. What do we say we have? We have we have something on Sunday mornings. Oh, Sunday celebration. 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 celebration yes. Yeah. Morning service. Yes. Yeah. So somehow to get that kind of energy going in terms of it being an excitement versus and, and it feeding off. And, I, you know, I actually have to laugh because when I was growing up, you know, I went to um, a, a black church that did have feeling and emotion and passion in that way, but or in the way that it did. But, you know, we were probably on the list of, one of the uh, what might have been called one of the bourgeois churches, the kind of you know like we have lots of teachers and professionals and things like that, and so you there was not the Pentecostal passion ah, and emotion. Right. You know, if someone got a little overwhelmed and excited, and you know there was no speaking in tongues and all of that. In in so it's funny how there was this hierarchy That's so funny. Of, of full expression. You know, you can be expressive through the songs and the music, and you can clap your hands when the choir is clapping its hands. Nobody went out in the aisle, though. But, you know, somebody went in the aisle or stood up, uh-huh. you know, then... There was a lot of nervousness. Oh, that's so funny! You know, in the congregation or the, you know, the the sisters in the white dresses would go to them and you know like calm them down really fast or walk them out. And so it's interesting, so funny. you know, that there is this hierarchy. But I, but I'm clear. I'm really clear that it was especially with our youth choir. And our gospel choir. We had a, a, another adult choir called the Chancel Choir, which was more about choral music and, um, you know, more, well, choral music, you know, harmonies and very deli- de- distinct, de- not delineated parts, and there wasn't, you know, a lot of. of well, it was music, but the gospel part yeah, was so really cute. all about, you know, the really up-tempo or the the spiritual, the traditional right. African-American, the Negro spirituals, and the heart. That's what I, yeah, the heart. That's what, what I heart feel when I hear black people talk about that experience is that's what I, and I have been to churches with black friends, and I have two, I think maybe three, 
But uh, I've been, I say that just to think you're mad. Uh, just to get you going. But it is a whole different experience. Yeah. It's a different feeling than to do that, than to go sit at a very staunch, mostly 99.9% white religious experience in the morning where you, you know, there's no emotion to the experience. Yeah. It's very intellectual and it's a lot to think about. And, and we got both. And so I'm I'm really, I actually do often feel really blessed that I had the experience that I had from a religious perspective growing up. And then as a black church in the American Baptist Conference, then we also did a lot of partnership and, or sister church programs. So several times a year we would go to a white church and worship with them and see how different it was. Uh, or we would go to, a, you know, a youth conference mm-hmm. and be interacting with people from all over the state. And so... Um, you know, it wasn't so much, uh, so I grew up with, there's, there are different ways to do it. This is the way our church does it, and other churches do it differently, and it's fine. And it's about the energy of it, because I can certainly say, I, when I was involved in the Christian mystic order here, mm-hmm. you know, there was nine of us, <laughs> so there wasn't really any real, you know, singing and that going kind of going on, and nobody did anything really extraordinary. We sat, and we were very quiet, mostly, and then Reverend Beatrice would always give a sermon. But the energy was so powerful, you know. So there is absolutely, even if it's a very, quote-unquote, traditional, not emotional service, it's the energy of Right, it's not just the, it's not the activity. Right. But the question is, what activities do you need that, bring forth the heart connection as well as and link the head connection and the heart connection so that you can actually experience heaven because heaven can't be just thought about. Right. And heaven can't be just felt. It's a connection between the intellect and the emotion. And however that experience works to feed more of that and to play around with it. You know, I did a lot of church shopping to find out what is that experience for me. Where, where do I get that? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's worth it's worth exploring. You know, in a, in a strange way, I always tell the women in the jail, I said, you know, you have a lot of time. You know, half the time they don't get their homework done for class or, you know, they don't have time to journal every day. There's all sorts of different journaling things to get them to. And I look around and I go, the love of God, really, you know, what can you say, you know, how could this not have gotten done, really, at the end of the day, you have just time, there's nothing that could have kept you from it, so that just goes to show, it just doesn't really matter how much time we actually do or don't have, it's about the choice of what we do with the time we have. Choice, there's that word, Come choice. At least I didn't say accountability. Well, I was going to no, say, no. and that leads to accountability. <laughs> One of your favorite words. So our time is, ooh, really winding down um, pretty rapidly. So um, today we've been talking about heaven and what does saying yes to spirit have to do with heaven or how does saying yes to spirit connect us to this concept of heaven and I'm sure you realize that neither Leslie nor I have the definitive <laughs> answer. The good news is we don't know. And we all get to con- continue over this idea in our own lives. So I hope you've enjoyed the conversation and maybe and continue it as well and continue it not only with yourself but with others you know who might be interested in exploring the topic. And I think that is an interesting thing to just take any kind of topics and got, get into conversations about them spiritually, and that's experiencing heaven. That's another way to experience heaven is to bring heaven into the conversation, bring spirit into daily conversations. There's my 30 seconds of, I mean 30 cents of wisdom. 
And so please check the schedule. We'll be back with you soon. And until then, say yes Yes to to spirit. Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.